welcome to another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined, as always, by the interrupter, Kyle Vestner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? I would say this is three-fifths of the interrupter, and the other two-fifths are stuck in acid land, so... <laughs> that might be all right if we got rid of 40% of the interruptions. You might have got them. <laughs> you might have got what you wanted. What Listeners, happened? Listeners, you fucking cursed me. You... What ha- <laughs> Instantly, it's not his fault. No. The listeners cursed me. Uh, think, thank you, Listeners. Uh, what? Tell us, tell us about what happened, Kyle. Break. Uh, you didn't just fall into a vat of acid. I had a full breakdown. Okay, well, let's break from it. taking acid. So, what happened? Just the weekend, first of all. Uh, we went camping. But it's a good start. It was a thunderstorm in the Kootenays or wherever we were headed. That is true. Yeah, and I was I like, I forgot about let's that. Let's not go camping. You were like, let's not go camping. Our friend wanted to have a big <laughs> I forgot about that party. part. By the way, <laughs> I completely forgot that we weren't even going to go. And uh, no one was going to come, and the weather was shitty. And Kyle goes, you have to go. It's his 40th birthday. And I was like, I don't want to go, and no one else is going, and it's a three-hour drive. Fuck it. Let's not go. And you're like, it's his 40th birthday. I was like, God damn it. So I knew that once we left, we would have fun. Yeah, me too. So, by the way, so camping is normally done on a Friday through Sunday. We left on Saturday at 5.30 so that Angus could get off of work. So basically, we had a one night. We were just going for one night only. That was the original plan. We drive down there. I thought we were playing it by ear on the second night, but yeah. Well, I really didn't expect us to stay a second (laughs) night. So we drive down. We get hella drunk, sit in the rain, have a nice time, shoot shoot the shit. Um, Next morning, I got up way before everybody. Because I went to bed, I guess, not that far before everybody. But I woke up at, like, 6.30. I walked around, drank all the booze that we had left on the site. The huge? (laughs) The huge. (laughs) Oh, man, there's a new flavor of hay all that just came out. Alabama Passion, which I thought would be gross, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So that's something I'm excited about. And we decided we would stay the next day. Because forever, whatever reason. Well, because we were... It was like one o'clock in the afternoon. We were already getting more. Like, are we getting more booze and drinking still? Yeah. Well, we're we gonna go back. Yeah. Well, I was uh, on you. I basically made it so that I could not drive. Yeah. And then because you were drunk by Vest- the time you woke us up, investors like, well, I'm not fucking driving. Fuck you guys. So we <laughs> stayed another night. My whole plan was like, I didn't want to drive, so I'm gonna get drunk, and then that way I didn't have to drive. I didn't know Angus couldn't drive a stick, so I thought one of you two would do it. Yeah, well, and then we decide that we're going to go. So we're on this like remote lake and um, I was actually surprised this whole the lake is surrounded by cabins, but there's no power to any of these cabins. Right. They all have their own generators and solar. I'm panels. assuming there's solar power panels everywhere. So, yeah. So we go across the lake. The camp, the lake or the provincial park isn't open yet. We're friends with the park operator, the ranger park operator. Rangers <laughs> have extra fucking shit. <laughs> the guy, he, what did he call himself? He said he was the Paul Bl- Paul Blart of the woods. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's if he said that. That is apt. He did say that. So we go check out these cabins. Now on the other side of the lake, there's these cabins owned by the province. I guess. Yeah, I think so. And um, they're completely vacated. They're empty. They have, I think, a hookup. Doesn't matter. The point is that our 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 friend is trying to get someone to stay in them for the summer. I think he found somebody. Oh, he found somebody? Whoever you're, it is, you're fucking out there, bud. You're on your goddamn Homeless own. Homeless comedian. You are on your own. Yeah. Oh, that guy's actually going? Apparently. Yeah, he's. you're on your own. <laughs> you're fucking out there. So we go over there. We check it out. We do a tiny little bit of fishing. And then we drop some acid. 
And then if you want to take over the story, we set up a campground on the other side I'll of the lake. It. I'll take over it. Yeah. Okay. So we dropped acid in a boat. And here's here's the <laughs> crucial mistake. I, I realized everyone else did acid. And I went, wait, why are you guys not giving me acid? Because <laughs> you have said you hate acid. Oh, yes, I know. Yeah. But in the moment, I was like, I thought this was like a camp. We're all doing the same shit. And then Bird, <laughs> Bird's like, okay, here's some acid. <laughs> did the acid. Immediately, great fucking time. We're setting up a camp. We're setting up our tents. We're laughing, laughing our, our heads fucking off. balls off and everything. Oh yeah, the setting up the camp was hilarious. It was so funny. You you guys look like fucking the Three Stooges. Like one guy's holding up the middle of the tent, oh, while standing, on the, standing on the <laughs> side of it. Somebody's like getting inside the tent to hold it up from the inside, <laughs> like holding up a piece, put like hooking it on a tree, walking the other side, it falls off. It was so fucking funny. We fucking got it eventually. <laughs> We got two of the poles in. That is the minimum for the tent to stay up. And I was like, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we're going to be able to do. Sally. And then we had a speaker, right? We were listening to music. Yeah. Then- so first, we first the speaker was playing uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Which I liked for the first time in a while. And I, before I was shitting on uh, the jam. What's that jam band? The acid jam band. Grateful Dead. Yeah. And then. He's playing that. He's like, you like this song? I was like, yeah. He's like, it's Grateful Dead. I was like, oh, that makes sense because <laughs> they would not be successful if acid didn't exist because sober, it's awful. Acid, it's awesome. It's kind of just boring. I don't, It's pretty fun on acid. I couldn't tell you a Grateful Dead song, but I remember listening to it being like, this is, the, this is it? This is what the hype was about? Yeah. Well, I kind of figured. It's just like background music for your acid trip. Yeah. That's all it is. And then at some point, I think I went to pee- Saw demons, <laughs> and then it went all downhill from there. Because demons were in your head, Kyle. Yes, I w- I'm aware of that. <laughs> but they were looking at me. Kyle's going, Kyle's going. are you guys all playing a joke on me? Am I actually gay? <laughs> 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 we're like, we're not playing a joke. At first, we tried to fuck with him a little bit. At least I did. And he was taking it real bad. I was like, no, 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 Kyle. We're like... We're all your friends. Everything's cool. And you're like, nah. That fucked with me. As soon as I thought you guys were fucking with me, I thought everything you said was about me from that moment on. And then you really made the whole everything about you. And then we ran out of firewood at maybe four in the morning. Yeah. And so it's. That's all a blur for me from that point on. Okay. But I remember this specifically because you were sitting there in cold sand with no shoes Eyes bloodshot, rocking back and forth like you had shells, like you were Full a first, Spencer Starkey. first World War soldier <laughs> in a trench, and it was cold. And the fire, Don't remember any of that? The fire had gone out. Yeah. You're, you were sad that your phone, the fire was just smoldering like ashes, mm-hmm. and you were mad that you were like, "Can we call so and so?" I'm like, "Phones are dead, man. We're on our own." You're like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Look, solidarity." I threw my phone in the fire. Did you? <laughs> yeah. In the smoldering ashes, he got it out. Gus got it out, or did Verge get it out? Verge grabbed it out, I think. Somebody grabbed it out. Anyways, the phone still works. That's good. Um, solidarity. Solidarity. And then so the fire had gone out, and then I threw every all the garbage we had nearby on the fire to keep it going for a little bit, which turned out was like a lot of our supplies and stuff that Verge needed that I had to replace. So <laughs> Really? Yeah. I remember at one point- I threw everything in there. Yeah, I don't remember throwing stuff in the- f- You throwing stuff in the fire- but I remember we thought Verge left. Okay, this I was just getting there. Okay. So this it's very it's pitch black midnight, right? Like, but it's really like four in the morning. It's just twilight, and I keep going, Kyle. The sun will be up in an hour, and everything will be back to normal. And you're like, I remember no. you said that. You're like, it won't be. I I know was that. Was I won't right? Be. And I'm like, 
What? That was so unbelievably right. Well, not everything was back to normal, but no. I thought that you were just scared of like the dark and the woods behind us. Because when you look back into the canopy, it is fucking it insane. Just yeah. Shadows Fuck and like yeah. big trees and stuff. So, <laughs> so and then so we're looking out across the lake. The sky, by the way, is folding in to me, folding in on itself, Same. swirling. Uh-huh. The mountains are like looking like a wave swelling up at times. That didn't do that to me. Okay, so I'm like, I saw Verge's fucking dog up there. <laughs> yeah. This demon little fucking rat dog. So Verge goes across. Verge has to open up the lake, right? Or open up the camp. It's the first thing. He has day. a job to he has, do. So he, he guns it out of there. And because I'm on acid and I have no sense of time, I start to think that it's getting darker again and then it's been all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really dumb idea, but I really sincerely believe this at one point. And I was like, he's not coming back. It has literally been all day. He <laughs> fucked us. It's getting dark again. I'm like, because <laughs> your friends would do that to you. <laughs> I'm Maybe like, not on acid. He but. fucked us. That guy fucking left us here all. We've been here all day. He fucked <laughs> us. And then finally, Gus gets out of the tent. Like you guys are morons. It's like seven in the morning. Shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> neither of us had phones. Didn't we kick over the fire pit. I did that. I did okay. all of that. Okay. I did. Most of the things I did was trying to get a reaction out of you because you just kept going, it's never okay. And so I tried to get more fire. That was that first plan. Then I tried to throw my phone in the fire to make you laugh in solidarity. That didn't work. Then I was like, nope. look, man, there's nobody here. And I flipped the fire pit into the lake. That was more scary than anything And then else. I had, then I was. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Then I, was I don't like, know how you thought that would help. <laughs> soaking, soaking wet. Then I like was screaming and yelling. I was like, we're in the middle of nowhere. No one can fucking hear us. Ah! Yeah, that sounds more terrifying <laughs> to when you describe it like that even. I don't even really barely remember that but we had a whole range of emotions and then the next day i thought that you'd be like over it because we were all over it basically i had like a two hour long shower my sister about this she said drugs hit her way harder than everyone else do well yeah maybe that's biological i think it's definitely i I know that you don't smoke weed very much, no, right? Or often makes I you can't. Pay- yeah. So definitely never. Well, it doesn't make me paranoid. It just gets me a little bit of weed gets me so high, I pass out. Okay, so don't do acid or mushrooms ever again. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> well, now Alcohol we know. Alcohol or nothing. Now we That's know. my new thing. <laughs> even even I remember doing MB- MDMA once. I think it was full of amphetamines. I still went like it. W- I went. W- I got way higher than everyone else. I also took more though. So that's a different story. <laughs> See, like, as high day. as you get on acid, that's what I've been looking for when I say, like, spike me on acid. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't want that. I never, like, I never had the bad trip because I was, like, I was aware that I was doing drugs. I wasn't aware that I was on drugs anymore. See, that's the thing. I'm, like, Completely unaware saying, like, that you, I was on acid. You took acid, so you're thinking. But I was, when I'm on acid, I'm like, I know that this seems crazy, but I took a drug that makes you think like crazy. Because you know how acid goes in waves? Kind of, yeah. I would snap out of it and realize I was on acid. Still feel crazy. Yeah. Right? But realize <laughs> I was on acid. But most of the time, I didn't. Sometimes to would be like, oh, I'm on acid. This is fucking crazy. This sucks. And I'd be aware. Be I might be gay. <laughs> I had a literal... <laughs> it was... Like, I thought you guys somehow knew I was gay and were saying that. We do. <laughs> All right. No, not at the time. We were listening to that song just for everybody else knows. We listened to the Lonely Al- Lonely Island album like two or three times over the course of the trip already. Yeah. So I'm not gay, but if I was, I, I would, would want, want equal rights. We, we, that like, song rules, though. So that's definitely the catalyst. That was, and also Angus says gay a lot because he <sighs> listens to the Come Town podcast. Yeah. And I realized that on the com- coming down from the trip, on the coming down Come Town, the coming down Come Town. 
But it was that, and it was Tom Waits. I'm big in Japan. Japan. And that fucking, that is a crazy song to be thinking bread, of. Fuck that. But not the butter. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that song on acid, the by the window, way. But, but not, not the shudder. I love Winda. It's a good song. It's a great, I'm big in Japan. But he's got a hey, creepy bud. ass voice, man. He does. Well, that's, I mean, that was a fun trip. We all learned something about ourselves. I learned sure. that you were gay. Yeah. You learned, learned that you that. were gay. learned that I'm gay. <laughs> I learned that I'd everyone say, else already knew. <laughs> I'd say and pretty. Just me. We almost caught a fish. We had a bite, right? On a woolly bugger. Yeah. Also, might have been a snag. Doesn't matter. No, it's a fish. It was a fish. I saw it. Um, do you remember what we read about last week, Kyle? I don't remember anything that happened in the rest of my life. Hard, hard reset <laughs> you had on on Sunday, I guess. Okay, so last week we read about. Uh, Akish, the king of the Philistines, was going to fight the Israelites. David was going to join him and fight on the side of the Philistines against the Israelites. But the Philistine commanders did not trust David being an Israelite to fight against the Israelites. So Akish said, uh, go do whatever you want. Go back to Ziklag. So David went back to Ziklag where the Amalekites had raided, took away all of his friends, wives, his own right. wives. His this friends is hard wise. to follow right now, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay, Still, I think I got, yeah. So, okay, so David comes it. back, yeah. finds all his yeah. wife and stuff missing. He goes, fellas, we got to get we gotta get our wives back. So he gets his 600 men. They travel all day and night. 200 men abandon David. They say they're too tired. We can't go any further. So David and 400 catch up to the Amalekites. They kill him for a whole night and a day. So Take all their stuff back, wives included, right? 18 hours of murdering, yes. And then... They uh, come. I'll read the last paragraph. So remember, his men said we shouldn't give uh, the the wives of the men who didn't come with us back. So the extra two hundred, we're like, we shouldn't give their wives back. And David goes, we should give everybody their wives back. <laughs> like, oh, they're just gonna take their wives for themselves. Was that the plan? I guess. So David replied, "No, my brothers, you must not do that with what the Lord has given us. He has protected us and handed." to us the forces that came against us and then yada 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 skipping down um he sent those who were when bethel ramoth negev and jatir to those in aor sifroth estimonia rackle to those towns in jera generally the kenites those of horma bor ash and attock hebron and all those in other in other places david and his men had roamed so sorry i should have read the paragraph before that david arrived in ziklag he sent some plunder to the elders in judah who were his friends saying here is a present from you for the lord's plunder of his enemies and then he sent that treasure to all those places i just said and where are those places they're just are they jewish places yeah, or are they friends of the king that he's occupying right now they're that's a, honestly a good question bethel is israel for sure ramoth is israel for sure and then i honestly couldn't tell you about oh, the, so he gave stuff back to his buddies back home. yeah i think he sent it all around israel i think hebron rackel kenites so wouldn't Jer the king find out about this and go treason the akish the king akish, of the philistines yeah. you'd think he would well we'll get there but let's there's uh one more we're in the last chapter of first samuel then we get on to second samuel <clears throat> now uh the Philistines had fought against Israel. The Israelites had fled before them, and many fell slain on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines pressed hard after Saul and his sons, and they killed his sons Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchishua. The fighting threw fierce around Saul, and the archers overtook him. They wounded him critically. So David's best buddy, Jonathan, is dead. 
he died, and Saul's two other sons have died. The Israelites are getting the, the worst of this battle. Saul said to his armor bearer, draw your sword and run me through, or else these uncircumcised fellows will come and run me through and abuse me. So Saul doesn't want to be. God damn, dude! You don't want to be taken. <laughs> you don't want to be taken prisoner in the old days. I'm, I mean, maybe you do. Or these uncircumcised dudes are going to run through you and abuse you. Yeah, when they say it like that, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds. When you say it well, like I mentioned that, mention what what how cut their dicks are when they're going to run through and abuse them. Um, you'd think that the king. If I said I'm going to run through and abuse you with my seven inch dick, would you think I was just had a seven inch dick? And was going to kill you with a sword, or would you think I was going to use it? I think you're going to use your dick. So if I said I was circumcised or uncircumcised, (laughs) would be a weird thing to add to, I'm going to kill you, but also I'm uncircumcised. Yeah, these uncircumcised, well, that's just the general slang for the Philistines, right? The uncircumcised. Remember, Jonathan called them the uncircumcised, but yeah. But isn't the rest of the world uncircumcised? Yeah, most of the world is uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. The Egyptians actually are circumcised. They, I know that the Israel got the practice from Egypt. I don't know oh, okay. how long Egypt conti- – like, I don't know if Egyptians today are circumcised. But the practice originated in Egypt, which is hilarious, remember, that God said, go do what the Egyptians are doing. I like the way their dicks look. Oh, so, yeah. Right, right. So <laughs> – I forgot they're doing it first. We talked a lot. Okay, by the way, if you're new yeah. to the podcast, I highly recommend go back and listen to the circumcision one. It's Genesis. Uncircumcised Philistines? No. No. It's way back in Genesis. It's about it's the one with Abraham has to get circumcised. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, that one's great. <laughs> uh so back to the Bible. So these uncircumcised fellows will come and run me through and abuse me. Uh I, I just one small note. Typically Actually, I shouldn't say typically. I don't know. I thought in ancient times the king would be somewhat per- – either everyone's trying to kill the king, right, like that. let's kill the leader of this other army, or mm-hmm. you take him hostage and he's worth a shit ton of money as for a ransom. So in, I guess in this case, yeah. Saul's like, look, they're not – they're taking no prisoners here. They've already killed his sons, so I think he can safely assume – So and- Saul got away? Did, did no, they just Saul leave? does not get away. Oh. He just asked his armor bearer to kill him. He's been wounded critically – Critical critical wound with an arrow, and all of his sons are dead. And he says, armor bearer, stab me. Yeah, fuck it, man. And so, but his armor bearer was terrified and would not do it. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it. When the armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he too fell on his sword and died with him. So Saul, really? In solidarity. In solidarity, brother. <laughs> that's what, that's what, Israelite lives matter. He just took his sword out and fell on it. The fucking crazy thing is he wouldn't stab him, right? He's like, too scared. I can't stab you. But I will kill myself. And then he watches and goes, oh, fuck. Well, that looked like fun. I'm doing that. Ugh, that is horrifying. The falling on the sword where you're like propping it up. Yeah, and that's slow- the only oh, way to do it. That's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst visual. I mean, Yeah. If you had to kill yourself and you had a sword, I would hang myself in the closet. Okay, but you're there's no closet. Okay, you're you're outdoors, and you have a sword. Yeah, I guess the ri- so you could slit your wrists like a girl, or go out as a a warrior. I think I would do like the Japanese like bonsai charge, like just fucking the. Or like the Vikings, like if you knew you're gonna die, I just recklessly kill somebody. Yeah, just recklessly charge in. I didn't know that was an option. Well, it is an option. <laughs> okay, well then that. But also you don't want to, he, you're on the king and he does not want to get, he could get 
like when he says abuse me, he's talking about getting tortured to death. Yes. So he doesn't want to get tortured to death. So you'd hate to tr- take your reckless charge. And he's critically wounded by an arrow. So probably him. I get his yeah. armor bearer would be like, I try to get away. I think I would try to get away. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. That would hurt like a fuck. Dude, I can't imagine that that whatever. What's that called when you uh, I always call it Sepultura, but I'm calling it wrong. It's not Sudoku. It's. I call it's it a game. It's a numbers game. No, Sepakuru or something. Oh, that's where you. you I can I call it like this. Yeah, I call it the wrong name so many times. I can't remember the right name. I think name. it's uh, Hadouken. Harry Carey is <laughs> is not what it is, but it's the, a bad slang for it. I call it I called it Sudoku and Sepultura so many times that I can't remember the real name. I d- I don't know. It's Sepuko. Sepuko. Oh, <clears throat> anime nerd. Sepuko. <laughs> Obviously, Uncle. Young Tism, yeah, I mean. I'm a weave, dude. <laughs> it's a weave. That's my new thing. <laughs> there's any waifus. That's the only thing you're going to be allowed to be in this new world now. You can't be white unless you love Japanese. No one no one is crucifying the white people that dress all exclusively like they're Japanese. So become a weeb and, and skirt criticism. That's my new plan. Weeb. What does that slang come from? Weebu, I think. Waifu is like a pillow, yeah. That you follow, that you put your favorite anime character on. You pretend you're so married. A, to. a waifu is the girl anime, and a weeaboo is the boy anime. Yeah, and then well, a, a waifu is the one in the video game. I think a a weeaboo is like a dude. But if you're a nerdy, as anyone chick, that just really likes. If you're a nerdy chick, you're a waifu. No, no, no. The waifu is a character. Mm-hmm. You're not ever real. So those girls in the animes aren't waifus. They're just N- no. The people who are in love with them, that's their waifu. The waifu is the thing you're in love with, the character that doesn't exist in so real life. So a female nerd is not a waifu. Like they're a weeboo also. Or, calling them f- or, a unic- or a unicorn. And weeboos. They, 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 they There's tons exist. of female nerds. <laughs> they're all faking it. That's what I think. I don't think there's ever been a female nerd that didn't do it because they thought... What about they the like chick the who invented from... computers? It's the only... What? The girl, the first computer programmer was a woman. People, yeah, but she didn't invent computers. Lord I, Byron's I, daughter, a was gay the dude, f- invented computers. Turing, yeah, is credited with. It. Well, so well, he invented the computer. He invented yeah, the the mechanical one. The first zero one system. that works. Yeah. yeah. So the one zero system was made up by this woman, though. That she like she programmed it with math, and then he made it work. Like he. He took it so, from theory to the practical. Okay, so she wrote the binary code? She invented binary? I think so. That's how I remember it's it. It's far from computers, but... Whatever. <laughs> also, he didn't invent... Compu- he invented all... He, everybody took all the stuff that everybody did for them and built I it. I always believe that. But yeah. the first one to do it practically invented it. Fair enough. So... Saul, Saul, like when, when, if you're like, if you're like a girl that didn't get a lot of attention, right? Mm-hmm. And then you figure out there's this whole other realm of desperate losers that'll immediately fawn all over you. I can't, you just double down. I don't think any of those cam girls are really nerds. That's what I'm saying. I think they just like the attention because it's easy and they get money, so they dive in. And you're gonna like something eventually once you dive in and you're like, you become the queen of it. The flaw with your <laughs> initial premise, though, is that's like. You said like there's like yeah. a whole r- r- world that like they weren't popular in, and then they're like those there nerds. Is. Those nerds. Those nerds are still into girls the same. It's just that they consider, in quote unquote, normal girls out of their league. 
No, so, I know. I'm talking from the girl's perspective, not yeah, the the guys. I, I understand, yeah. but they they didn't really find a whole realm of guys that weren't into girls. They just yes, they did. The really. portal through video games is a whole realm of guys <laughs> who can't get girls. I guess it's, that's the whole. That's is most okay, of the realm. Okay, well, that's, most of the dudes gravitate towards video games. No, I'm saying it. I'm trying to say it differently. It's not as if those guys weren't into girls already. They were into girls. They, they weren't into girls. Should they say they couldn't get them? Yeah. They still then, can't get them. Yeah, I know. But these hot girls pretend like they're one of them and they may be able to attain that girl because maybe that girl's as weird as me now, you know? Yeah. I, I just, yeah. It's hard to. Th- Have you ever seen those ca- video game cam girls? No. A bunch of them get caught of other people playing their video games. So they're just sitting there with their tits out chatting to the dudes. Hang on. What? Cam girl. Not video game. You're Twitch talking about girls. Twitch, Twitch, Twitch streamers stream or girls. cam girls? Because there's I'm, two I different things. I did not things. mean cam girls. Okay. I mean Twitch streamers, but they're practically cam girls. They're I mean, sitting there with their tits out. They're sitting there with cleavage. Cleavage. Plenty of it. Yeah. Flirting with I mean, all the dudes in they the know, chat. Yeah, they know what they know they're exactly doing. What they're doing. They know what they're doing, but they're not cam girls. That's they're a, smarter cam girls. That's different. They don't have to get naked and fuck themselves, but yeah. they have to pretend yeah. to be in a relationship with all these fucking nerds. It's true. They have to pretend to like them. It's the same fucking thing without having to bang yourself with a 10-inch dildo. I just, Which, good on them for figuring that out. <laughs> smarter. <laughs> Work harder, not smarter. Work smarter, not harder. There we go. Anyways, back, Literally. To, back to the Bible here. So the armor bearer doesn't fall on his, or sorry, he falls on his own sword. So Saul and his three sons and his armor bearer, all his men died together that same day. When Israelites along the valley and those across the Jordan saw that the Israelite army had fled and that Saul and his sons had died, they abandoned their towns and fled. And the Philistines came and occupied them. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the dead, they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. They cut off his head and stripped off his armor, and they sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to proclaim the news in the temple of their idols and among their people. They put his armor in the temple of the Ashtoreths and fashioned his body to the wall of Beth Shan. When the people of Jabesh Gilead heard of what the Philistines had done to Saul, all their valiant men journeyed through the night to Beth Shan. They took down the bodies of Saul and his sons up the wall of Beth Shan and went to Jabesh, where they burned them. And they took the bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree at Jabesh, and they fasted seven days. That's pretty hardcore. What the fuck happened? So, (laughs) the Philistines find Saul and Saul's body and his Mm -hmm. son's body. So they cut off the heads of all of it. They take all their armor. They send um, news throughout the country of the Philistines. And they keep their heads. They 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 uh, fasten the bodies to the wall of Beth. So one of their major towns, they take the bodies of Saul and his and his sons. I guess mm-hmm. they just splay them out there like crucifix formation. Like this is what happens to our enemies. I imagine they put the head somewhere prominent, maybe on the top of the gate, maybe in the temple. They put his armor. Oh, uh, maybe sucking its own dick. That would be that funny. Would be that, that would rule. <laughs> Stabbed with a sword, you know, so it kind of looks like it. <laughs> Through the back of the head. Um, and then the pe- So, yeah, so that's what happened to Saul. Okay, now we're going to get to the time where David's going to come back and be the savior of the... And they fasted seven <laughs> days. I just, like... That seems pretty hardcore to, like, fast for seven days if somebody dies. I feel like... If Justin Trudeau died, I would not fast for seven days. I would I would pop a bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, isn't that kind of crazy, though, to ask your whole 
country not to eat. I don't get why, though. Is this for like... It's mourning of the for... king. The king of Israel is dead. Oh, Israel mourned for seven days. Yeah. I thought the people that killed them did. No, the men of Jabesh Gilead, they did this heroic thing. They went out in the middle of the night and they said, they can't. we can't leave our, fr- our king's body nailed to the fucking wall. Fuck. So they went and got his body, took it back, burned him, gave him a proper like uh, bur- burial. Maybe at your weakest point, you shouldn't make it a practice to weaken yourself further. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, like fasting? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Seems like a bad idea. Like when Saul said, no food until we wipe out our enemies. Yeah, bad idea also. Pretty dumb idea. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty, pretty crazy. I said buried when they burned him, but you know what I meant. All right, Second Samuel. Um, this one starts off with the introduction. Oh, we finally got there. We finally got to Second Samuel. Um, Second Samuel continues the story of the beginning of Israel's kingdom. It starts with Saul's death, then it describes David's 40-year reign. Some of the best-known stories are the capture of Jerusalem, David's sin with Bathsheba, and Absalom's rebellion. So that's um, <laughs> the outline of contents. It's kind of funny. It just says, David is king of Israel, chapter 1 to chapter 4. David unites Israel, chapter 5, to the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> so Second Samuel, okay. chapter 1, David hears of Saul's death. After the death of Saul, David returned from defeating the Amalekites and stayed in Ziklag two days. On the third day, a man arrived from Saul's camp with his clothes torn and with dust on his head. Oh, in mourning, I'm yeah. sure. That's that's how you know. Mm-hmm. You rip your clothes and dump dirt on your head and you feel you're thrown in the fire in solidarity. Could you imagine if you're a poor walking around and everyone's like, what's wrong? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, I'm fucking poor for the hundredth time. These are brand new jeans. <laughs> These are the newest things I have. They're, they come out ripped now. <clears throat> I tripped on a rock. Okay. <laughs> and you got dust on your <laughs> face. <laughs> Fuck. This sucks. <laughs> no one died. On the third day, a man dust his head. He fell to the f- to the ground to pay David honor. Where have you come from? David asked him. He answered, I have escaped from the Israelite camp. What happened? David asked. Tell me. He said, the men fled from the battle. Many of them fell and died. And Saul and his son Jonathan are dead. Then David said to the young man who brought him the report, how do you know that Saul and his son Jonathan are dead? I happen to be on Mount Gilboa, the young man said. And there was Saul leaning on his spear with chariots and riders almost upon him. When he turned around and saw me, he called out to me and I said, what can I do? He asked me, who are you? An Amalekite, I answered. Then he answered me, stand over me and kill me. I am in the throes of death, but I am still alive. Didn't he say that to his armor bearer? He did say that to his armor bearer. And also this guy got away. Yeah. So the armor bearer did it for nothing. Well, the armor bearer. He just ran away like the other guy. The armor bearer didn't do it. No, I mean he did. He killed himself for nothing. He killed himself for nothing. But yeah. remember, this guy's an Amalekite. So there's the Philistines, the Israelites, sure. and the Amalekites. But if he got away. David why? had just came back from killing the Amalekites. So David destroyed the Amalekites in chapter thirty. Right. That's who David was fighting. I forgot about that. So this might be an Amalekite defector. This might be an Amalekite fighting for the Philistines. This okay. might be an gotcha. Amalekite that was a slave of Saul. Right. I, I don't. This doesn't really it's not clear where this guy came from. Fair enough. So he said, kill me. I'm in the throes of death. So I stood over him and killed him because I knew that after he had fallen, he could not survive. And I took the crown that was on his head and have the band on his arm and have brought them here to you, my Lord. Then David and all the men with him took hold of their clothes and tore them. 
They mourned and wept and fasted till evening for son and his son, for Saul and his son Jonathan, and for the army of the Lord and the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. Don't you think it's a little weird <clears throat> that this Amalekite, whether he was fighting for them or not, slave, would be allowed to get away with the king's yes crown and sword? Yeah, the whole. I mean. Of all the implausible stories, it's not the most implausible, but it is very implausible. It doesn't matter what side he's fighting on. What do you think happens to this guy? Do you think he gets rewarded? I would hope so, but your tone led me to believe that no, he will not. (laughs) No, he doesn't. How does he not get rewarded for this? If he actually did it, that's an unbelievably heroic effort. Well, you know he didn't do it, because what really happened was Saul asked his armor-bearer to kill him. The armor-bearer wouldn't kill him. Saul fell on his own sword, and then the armor-bearer fell on his own sword. Yeah, but how did this guy so get So this the guy's fucking... trying to—he somehow got the fucking armband, somehow. So he weaseled it. And he weaseled it, and he's now going— And the crown. And he's somehow saying, like, look what I brought for you. I'm the man— How do you hide one of the he, main things the attacking army's going to want? He could have been crown. a defect, like— he could have been, yeah. There's, I, there's not a. We really, have to assume he's sneaky. Yeah, he's very sneaky. He must have come across the bodies of Saul and Jonathan before the Philistines. Because let's let's go back to the that would have to be to the yeah. death. So the Philistines are closing in on. They've Saul is basically surrounded. All the Israelites are dying. All of his sons are dying. It says he's mortally wounded by an arrow or yeah. critically wounded by an arrow, and he's like, "They're coming, kill me." So it's a, he's a trap for sure. You know, it's not fair. You've read this before. So you know that that's not just a blatant biblical hypocrisy of two stories not meshing up? You know that's this guy's a traitor. Fair I would have just assumed that it's another biblical thing that goes against well, itself. what happens next kind of shows it. But I was trying to think of a scenario in which a, a guy could get... So the, the archers are shooting at him, and he's the king, and he's in the king's armor. Like, everybody's guarding this guy. What I'm saying is... To get to the body of the king and stri- strip it of like gold armor in the presence of the other army, they would have to allow you to leave. Yes, like, that's I don't what s- I mean. Yeah, I don't see a scenario. He, he's real sneaky. So David said to the young man, who, who brought him? David said to the young man who brought him the report, where are you from? I am the son of an alien, an Amalekite, he answered. David asked him, why were you not afraid to lift your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Remember, King Saul is anointed by God. Remember, David twice had the chance to kill Saul, and twice David didn't do it, because David is a sweetheart. David can do no wrong, right? According to this book. Sure. Even the person that wants to hunt him down and kill him. Then David called one of his men and said, go strike him down. So he struck him down, and he died. That's the Amalekite. For David had said to him, your blood be on your own head. Your own mouth testified against you when you said, I killed the Lord's anointed. So that guy's trying to ingratiate himself with King David, saying, look, I killed your enemy Saul. I got his armband. Aren't I the man? And David says, kill yourself (laughs) or kill this motherfucker. Yeah. It's kind of like that scene in Braveheart where uh, Stephen and the other defector come to join William Wallace. Yeah, right. And he got, so he's like two men, blah, blah, blah. The one guy's like, I've come to fight and to die for you. And then he's like, stand up. I'm not the Pope. And then Stephen pulls out a knife and they're like, who's the Stephen guy? And then Stephen saves. The crazy guy saves him. Yeah, Yeah, exactly that. But, I mean, it's not like that in that there's not two people. But it is like that in the one guy was a defector and tried to get on his good side. And then he didn't have, like. It's thin. I'll, we'll, I'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. So then, so I killed the Lord's anointed. David's lament for Jonathan and for Saul. 
David took up his. David took up this lament concerning Saul and John. That's a weird way to word took that. Took up this lament. I, yeah. He took up this lament. That's like David took up this job. His new post is crying for <laughs> his lamenting. <laughs> he took up his lament. It's, it sounds like you took this post. Yeah, my new job is to cry on someone else's behalf. David took up his lament concerning Saul and his son Jonathan and ordered that the men of Judah be taught this lament of the bow. This must be lost in translation. This is a song. I guess this is the sad song of Jonathan and Saul. <clears throat> it is written in the book of Jashar. Wow, the book of Jashar. Where's that? You'd think that would be in the Bible hmm. if, if it's some somehow necessary. Nope, God didn't want it. I've never even heard of the book of Jashar. <laughs> you've read this Bible before. I know, but like you don't remember everything. The book of Jashar? Like I've never Young T, can you look that up? Is that possible? The book of Jashar. So you don't I'll, have to put it on screen if you I'll want. I'll read it while you look for that, because this, this is kind of boring. Your glory, O Israel, lies slain in your heights. How the mighty have fallen. How the mighty have fallen. That's a famous I'm pretty sure that's where first that, time ever uttered? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where that's from. Um Tell it not in Gath. Proclaim it not in the streets of Ashkelon, which is funny because that's what the Philistines just did. <laughs> the first thing they did was tell it in Gath, and then they brought his armor to Ashkelon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, lest the Philistines, lest the daughters of the Philistines be glad, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised rejoice. I seriously love, we've talked about it before, but just the insult of the uncircumcised. It's just such a great... <laughs> For some reason, it's like they're like they look down on them. Like, look, you fucking gross dick having motherfuckers. That's how society is still, by the way. I know. It's whatever. <laughs> it's just funny to me that they're the weirdos that do this weird practice. And then go, you fucking yeah, it's savages. Like, it's like getting face tattoos. It's like, look at your face without tattoos, you moron. And it's like, you're the fucking moron. You're the one cutting the tip of your dick off. But the guy with the face tattoos, Mike Tyson, he's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what are you supposed <laughs> what are you to do say? now? <clears throat> oh mountains of Gilboa, may you neither do, may you meet, neither have doer. I love these. So David's mad at the actual physical ground. There's different times in history, because um, that's where he died. Saul died on the mountain of Gilboa. Uh, Didn't Saul die on the mountain of Gilboa at the hands of the Philistines? Remember, he died. I thought here. Saul killed himself. He did. On the mountain of Gilboa. He was fighting and oh. slain on Mount Gilboa. Oh, That's the battlefield. Okay. So David's mad at the actual mountain here. He says, O mountains of Gilboa, may you have neither dew nor rain, nor your fields that yield offerings of grain. For there the shield of the mighty was defiled, the shield of Saul, no longer rubbed with oil. <laughs> I guess you had to rub your shields with oil for, for maintenance. Protection. For maintenance. For protection. There's another scene. You put oil on everything you want to protect from God, right? There's, By God. There's another scene in, um, yeah, you anoint the everything that. <clears throat> you rub your sword with oil? Yeah. Once a night? Yeah. You, your uh, children, <laughs> you anoint them with oil, your food, do all that shit. There's another scene when um, the Persians mm -hmm. are trying to cross into Europe, across uh, the Dardanelles or wherever the fuck that is, and of. The weather turns bad and a bunch of them drowned. So King, I think Xerxes it is, has his slaves go out into the river and whip it and like call it names and like get mad <laughs> at the river. You gross, stupid and briny turbine, turbid water. You'll never fucking produce fish and shit. And like, what the fuck? It's surreal to me. I guess when you assume that all the 
all the objects and forces in your life are other gods or other beings, which they kind of did for a long time. The water had its own god. The sun had its own god. There, everything had was its own. Being. So you whip the lake, and you're just because like, you think it swallowed. You, you swallowed my army. <laughs> so that'll you cunty lake. This will teach it. Yeah, you like this shit, <laughs> you, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, lake. It's so Fucking no fish. You shrimp having lake. <laughs> you no fish having <laughs> shitty ass lake. By the way, you're a, you don't even have sand. You're all mud. Do you know suck. What, do you know what the dumbest part is about the mountains of Gaboa? May you neither have rain no, nor dew. That's in Israel. That's where the I Israelites know. I was just about to say, wishing no fish in the waters that are near you is just a punishment to you, yeah, you right? idiot. Yeah. It's like, oh, may you neither have dew nor rain nor your fields. May you dry up and produce no no vegetation. Then, oh, fuck. Oh, we fuck. ourselves. Well, I guess that's where uh, nobody lives anymore. So, for there, the shield of the mighty blah, blah, blah. Um, the... The shield no longer rubbed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the flesh of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan did not turn back. The sword of Saul did not return unsatisfied. That's just saying they died like warriors. Saul okay. and Jonathan, if... Is killing yourself dying like a warrior? Well... After you're wounded, maybe. They've... It's that, that's what he says. The sword of Saul did not return unsatisfied. I guess... Saul te- technically fell on his own sword, so there was no returning that. No. And, John, I mean, you like to believe. It didn't actually say it, so we have no way to. I just assumed always, because we were always taught that the Israelites were the best because they're the yeah. heroes of this story. <laughs> sure. I had assumed they had killed a bunch of people, but they could have just got absolutely decimated and routed. They didn't. They usually me- usually would, mention they how many say, other people Yeah, they, they would killed. say, like, surrounded by the corpses of their enemies. Yeah. They felt, because, like, yeah, they do. They mentioned that they just got fucked up. I guess you're supposed to take away from this story this that it's all about David and not it's Saul. God, so remember, David David was supposed to fight. Saul, God's found a reason to keep David from hurting Saul and keep him away from Saul. So he would have been with Saul, but Saul pushed him out. That's the that's the story. I this is the long term story. So David fought for Saul. Yeah, I know. And then Saul, so David. An evil spirit so from God, God pushed David away yeah. so Saul could die without David's protection. Yes. And, well, and David, David didn't kill Saul twice. He had two opportunities, right? That doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense, but this is the Bible, and this is the story, and that's the way right. it, it goes. I know it doesn't make sense. So God kept David away. Because David, he wanted so, to keep David so pure. So Saul could die, but not on Dave, through David's hand. Or have anything to do with it, to keep him completely innocent, right? Because David- Hasn't he killed hundreds of other people? Right. Yes, David has. Yeah. yeah, David has. And he killed, you know, you know. There's songs about it. The the rich man's wife died natural causes. So yeah. far, David hasn't done anything wrong, though, in yep. the Bible. No, not wrong in battle. But would, how would it be wrong to kill Saul? Because um, he's the Lord's anointed. Remember, oh. who raised their hand on the Lord's anointed? That's right. the reason he kills this Amalekite guy who didn't actually kill Saul, but tried to take Instead the Instead of God him. just fixing this problem immediately by killing Saul in some way. Yes. He puts a demon on him. And cast David out for years, yeah. presumably. That's, the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Who can understand the mind of the Lord? That's the fucking most annoying part, is that when you're like, how dumb is this convoluted plan that God has, like you just pointed out? Yeah. God, no one can understand. God's smarter than we are. It had to happen that way for our salvation. He's playing 4D chess. Yeah, the Amalekites that raided David's wives and no doubt did horrible things to them, and then David killed but all those people. they got them back. Yeah, so but all of that was part of God's plan. All of the horrible things that happens, God's intended to do. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's like 
it's like it's like losing your condom and then getting it back full of jizz. It's like, did you get your condom back? Or did you get something else completely? <laughs> you know? That is a know, you, that's you, the strangest you, scenario. No, because you can't use it for what it was intended to be used for. You're now. talking about like using an un- losing an unopened condom. Yeah, I thought you were and talking- someone. Oh, I found your condom. And then, <laughs> just full of jizz. Dude, when you say lose a condom. <laughs> Typically, there's only one way to do that. I meant an unopened condom. (laughs) I meant you lose a condom, and then how did you get it back full of jizz somehow? I don't know. (laughs) Have you ever lost a condom? Dude, yeah. I was sitting around. Yes, I, was si- I, I was sitting around at work. It's awful. I was sitting around got at work. Got a fish in there for a while. Get back. I was sitting around at work. We were all bullshitting, telling like sex stories and stuff. And this guy goes, "That's cool, man." Fucking, don't you hate it when your condoms fall off and everyone just looks around like, "What? Our dicks aren't so small that the condoms the condom stays on in all of our on all of our dicks." <laughs> we just look around. We laughed at this guy. It was so fucking funny. Have you you never broken one? Oh, or I broke it one. Oh, yeah, okay. you just got the ring on, but the condom doesn't fall Mine's, off. I I've, I've had one fall off. You didn't put it on all the way, or drunk or something. I don't know, man. It just happened. <laughs> don't you hate it when your condoms fall off? <laughs> no, it definitely happened. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Um, fish it out completely intact. Oh man, I so I was like, just, uh, I'm only wearing uh, the hula hoop of this condom here. <laughs> that's there's, there's a big section of this condom that's missing, and I know where it is, but I don't want to say. It's shocking that they never know. And they go, "Where do you think it is?" You shrug. <laughs> I have a guess. I have I I put it one place and then I kept stuffing it in there further and further like a magician with the fucking guess, handkerchiefs, just fucking cramming it into the same I'm tiny little. It's about six and a half inches back there. <laughs> I can't find it. It's it's in there. <laughs> yeah. Are your fingers generally shorter than your dick? I mean, because I could generally no. Yeah, my th- dick is longer than my fingers. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. So. It, it was because it was very hard to get it out. You had to get it out. I, yeah, I'm a gentleman. <laughs> you didn't get it out no. yourself? No, I got. Uh, you put it up there and then, like, fuck you, bitch. No, see you later. She went to the bathroom and then she was like, I can't find it. And I just kind of went, ugh. And then I got a text like two hours later. She went She went to her own house and she's yeah. like, I found it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> great. So that's how long that took? Or were you just going to let it work its way out? Or well, I don't know, man. I thought I might I have put, you could just force it out or I something. I thought I put it so far up there, she might just shit it out the next day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fucking the wrong hole. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she would know. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> so... Uh, from the blood of the slain and from the flesh of the mighty. I did that once too. So drunk. Accidentally wrong. On... No, she just thought I was trying to. So she was just like, fuck it. If that's what you want to do. Like without me saying it. I'm surprised how many like girls. And I was general, like, wait, what are you doing? Don't like resist. They go, okay, we're doing this. And like. Just down. Yeah. I mean, I, the one time Champions. I almost did it. She was like, is that what? what you're aiming for and i was like no. that was pretty much it but it was like non-verbal until she was like finally trying to do it herself yeah and i was like wait what are you doing she's like you weren't trying to do that i was like i'm not just drunk i guess i'm not gay am i <laughs> <laughs> wait if you fuck a girl in the ass are you they're gay? all in on the joke <laughs> everyone but me sit on the joke dude that was fucking terrifying that was actually a little bit disconcerting when you said, you guys aren't my friends. And we we're like, yeah, we are your friends. You're like, no, you're not. You're in on the joke. And we're like, 
What are you talking? What joke do you think Dude, that man. we're playing on you? I don't know. Everything you said, I made up a whole scenario of that's about me and they know and I am don't know right now and it's a secret and this is... They can't be my friends. Why are they against me? Talk about me in secret if they're my friends. That's like, that's the thoughts that were going through my head that I remember, not even fucking before I was curled up and shit, I think. Yeah, and the time the time distortion thing is really quite annoying. Oh, I have no idea. And we did it yeah. probably, what time did you think we did it? It was light out. So. Nine, ten at night. It was right before twilight. We were in the boat still. So yeah, it was still light out. Eight? Probably like eight. I think an eight. Just felt like so. It just felt like such a long time. Kyle, yeah, it felt like about three days for me. Yeah, Kyle said he thought he was on that hill for twelve, 12 hours. hours on the phone, except <laughs> for maybe twenty minutes, which is still a pretty long, weird time. <laughs> they fucked us. We're just coming back. We have to. I was like trying to find supplies for the next night. I was like, we might have to break into this cabin. Yeah, the sun literally oh, just God. came up, and you thought it was going down. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Fucking acid. Back to the Bible. <laughs> Second Samuel chapter. I was talking to my sister, right? Yeah. I saw my dad today. I was like, did my sister tell you? And she, he was like, no, about what? And I was like, oh, I had a full freak out on acid. <laughs> what did he say, dumbass? He just went, don't do that again. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, won't. Saul and Jonathan, <laughs> verse 23. Saul and Jonathan, in life they were loved and gracious. In death they were not parted. They were swifter than eagles and they were stronger than lions. Oh, daughters of Israel, weep for Saul, who clothed you in scarlet and finery, who adorned you with garments and ornaments of gold. How the mighty have fallen in battle. Jonathan lies slain on your heights. I grieve for you, brother, or Jonathan, my brother. You were very dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful. More wonderful than that of women. What? What do you think that Between means? Between Jonathan and Saul? Yeah. <laughs> I think I know exactly what that means. I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were very dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful. Was Jonathan More his wonderful son? than that of women. No, it was Saul's son, his best buddy. Jonathan and David, best oh, friends. So David is saying this about Jonathan. Butt buddies, dude. Yeah. More we knew, wonderful that, we than, knew that the whole time. We, we made jokes yeah. about it, but more wonderful. Again, I know- More the, wonderful than- I know that I say I've read this before than that of women. That's what it says. <laughs> They're fucking gay boys. <laughs> I just can't quit you. That's what that scene is, man. Dude, how do you, how else are in, we supposed to... In that movie, does he spit on his hand? I, I fucking saw that the scene on... fucking I saw hilarious. the scene on YouTube. It's just... Right? And then, <laughs> then it, the scene changes. I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie. I can't quit you. It's fucking like you're you're in for some shit right now. I don't think I like those, how he's like automatically you're getting fucked. I don't by the think way. those two scenes are together in the movie. Oh. I think I just I know okay. I can't quit you is from the that trailer. Is hilarious. And the spit scene is from some part in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's fucking. How is that not more wonderful than that of women? No, that's yeah, that's exactly what that means. I don't even think they're trying to hide it. It was probably accepted. No, it was never accepted in Israel. Never. It's full on put those people to death. It was never accepted in Israel. Not even like pre-Sodom Gomorrah? I'm not saying it didn't happen. It, of course, happened because that mm -hmm. happens in every culture ever. I was just reading all this interesting shit. I shouldn't even bring this up, but now I've started because uh, I don't know it very well. But like uh, in 1850-something, the Turkey, the Ottomans, legalized homosexual uh, practice 
they legalize it. And Muslims are known as like very staunch anti-gay. Uh-huh. There's a whole backstory of like Muslim. Um, How does that even work? Well, before you're a man, before you have a beard, there's a different word for like handsome young little uh, yeah, gay boy. That I knew. And I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was a fully accepted practice. And then at some point. <laughs> After like, like right, he called the little boy gay. Not that he was getting raped by a gay man. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> you know what? There's a name for those little fucking twinks. You know <laughs> that are You're are better to fuck than women. <laughs> the thing, uh, and, and the thing was after they got real the danger. Uh, what I'm trying, Jesus Christ! I didn't say anything without stuttering for like 20 seconds there. Uh-huh. The danger of having a Bible or a holy text is you can always get the maniacs that go back to the fundamentalist text. Sure. So then um, in the Muslim world, as far as I read, some more fundamentalist Muslims, we have to go back to the book. And in the book, it's not cool at all. Same with fundamentalists. They're just killing them. It's the same with fundamentalist Christians. Like every Christian that says they're a Christian and then they don't know what the Bible says. Yeah. That's that's what you fucking signed up for. So if this is like if all the shit. And if you propagate like a Christian nation, if we ever got to the point where we devolved into Yes, we're all Christian. And, and then, then somebody has to go back some, to the book. Yeah, someone's going to. So that's gonna. the date. So, and this is. It might start with God hates fags. I mean, it's that's in there. That's already been said. I it's, mean, the fucking people. Those people, yeah. yeah. Well, those type of people, that's what they're aiming for in a Christian nation where they go all, back to all the laws of this book. And what, how much crazy shit have we read already? Yeah, fucking is insane. Is that the kind of what shit that Christians <laughs> that you know believe? Not a single Not a single one of them. Not a single not one Not even of them. the crazy ones that I know. Not even my mom who, believe, really? who says, right? I tried to say, mm-hmm. well, she had to say that God is right, but she goes, come on. She doesn't believe that I'm going to hell for blasphemy if I apologize. Well, I don't even understand that then. Right. No, she's. They're all in their own head. They have their own fucking made up fantasy of your what they want to believe. And that's the one thing your mom can't wrap your head around that God loves her so much that he would send you to hell. Yeah. So he's like, well, she's just like, well, no, he won't do that. But it says right I here. I said, blasphemy is <laughs> unforgivable and God is unchanging. What else do you want from me? She says, just try. Just try. God knows your heart. And so then if God knows my heart, then he knows that it's extra bad. <laughs> <laughs> Because I said all that shit to piss people off. I of course yeah. I believe all that. Like, if he knows my heart, there's definitely no chance. Because I can never fake believe this. Maybe he'll change it. That's what That's what you through, have to ask for. Riots. That's what you have to ask for is God to change your heart. Fuck. I hope it changes it through the whole United States burning to the ground. Dear God. Dear God. Please burn that fucking nation to please the ground. Don't. No, it. don't. Yeah, please don't. Because we're god. De- we're next. Oh, I hope all this shit stops. I was of course. Being yeah, I know you're. Joking. I know. I know you're kidding. Of course that, but like, it's terrifying. Yeah, it is actually. Do you know what? They're starting to organize protests here, and I'm like, just don't start. Yeah, what looting. the fuck are we doing? Okay, just don't start. There's looting. no. Okay, we're past protests. I mean, mm-hmm. by we, I mean I think humanity. The protests were. Back before they had phones, and I think they're important still. Sure, they, they might be. I, let me flesh this out. I was thinking about this Physical as physical gatherings I'm not, as a show of protest have worked in the past. Uh, I mean, they've worked every. T- my point is not every time. Not every time. Not every. But okay, here's my point. My point is those were for a, a general display of dissatisfaction. Look at yes. we're all pissed, and you can see us out here. They know we're pissed, and this might also be what I don't know how to say this either, but I'll just say it. This 
problem that we're that the United States is going through. I say we, but mostly the United States. Just the U.S. It's a police. It's a police problem. Racism is definitely a huge factor and very important. But the the police this is a police problem. The police going and shooting people in the face and arresting journalists and shit that like white journalists doesn't matter. That's that's an authoritarian police problem. That's also that guy was a garbage cop. Well, that's been exposed by a racism problem. Like racism yeah. has exposed the authoritarian police, and racism is obviously. I think it's bigger than just racist cops. I think it's like an authoritarian 100%. police state. And I've I've heard this argument for twenty, fifteen years, maybe even longer when I was younger, but when I was looking through like when I started to really get into the internet stuff and. Like, what's wrong with the government? What's wrong with the cops and stuff? And this argument's been around forever, that the police are their own brotherhood. Yeah. Where you're not allowed to tattle on each other. Yeah, who watches the watchers? And if you go to the chief, and a lot of times, you will get labeled. This is a cop anonymously on Reddit said this. That you will get labeled a problem. And and he'll tell everybody. And now, no one will work with you, and you won't get promoted. Until and I guess mentally harassed by. I heard one story. Till you quit of a cop in Chicago. This is another anecdotal story that I read sure. on the internet. Yes, exactly. Same yeah. as me. See, and he tried to report stuff, and they just made him on. They put him on foot patrol on a post that doesn't exist. In, so a single foot patrol in a bad neighborhood, in Chicago, like you're going to get killed yep. walking around on foot patrol by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is, there's no, there's no other board. There needs to be a separate board that is completely adjacent to it but separate yeah that the cops can go to where they can investigate you shouldn't go to the chief of police if there's something wrong with the police there's nowhere to go to then i know it's it's so it's so bad and but then- i don't think it's as corrupt as people make it out to be but there is corruption it's just the problem is once an event happens it gets magnified unbelievably and it is really bad and we're talking about a, a nationwide problem here's an unpopular sorry here's an unpopular opinion I don't know if that guy's racist, and I don't think anyone else does either, because they they gave the rap sheet out. Chauvin, the the, the guy who the, killed the cop, the cop with the neck, the cop with the knee on he the neck. He might just have been a general Bad terrible cop, person, yeah. Because he had twelve other complaints, right? We know that for sure. They never said any of the other ones were black guys. Mm-hmm. They never said half of them were. They never said a quarter were. So, I'm assuming if they were all black guys, that would have been reported. I don't know that, but I'm assuming. So it could be that this guy is just a general piece of shit and not racist, which is not to make it any better. A guy died. No, it's awful. But I don't I just don't understand. I th- I think all the looting has nothing to do no. with people actually protecting and are fighting back against racism. No, it doesn't have anything to do. It's a distraction, which gives legitimacy to cops using strong arm actions, which is sucky. But one aside point. Like a, a t- tangentially related, I guess. One thing that I've been seeing a lot in just like my own Facebook is fucking so and so said this shit, so I blocked and deleted that asshole. Ha ha. That's so the problem. So, yeah. So that's I'm so di- like just I don't know you, what to you got to stop isolating yourself. Ex- exactly. You can't keep exactly doing that. that. Blocked and deleted five fucking uh, anti-fascists Ugh. today. Blocked and deleted a bunch of libtards but, today. And I've seen some of these conversations where like, you're a piece of shit. I was like, that guy has a reasonable opposing opinion. Yeah. I'm not saying he's right, but that's a reasonable question to ask. I know. Whether he's right or not, why is he not allowed to ask that question? And it's... It, I've never heard a single person say George... Uh, what's his last name? Jo- Floyd George. George Floyd. George Floyd. I'm not... I never heard one person say that was justified. That's what should have happened. No. I'm sure that person exists, 
But in the widespread news, the widespread media online, I haven't seen or heard one person say that. So I don't think the problem is as big as if we all agree that that's wrong and that could have been racist and that should never happen again. Well, we don't. I don't understand why we're rioting. Okay, well, by we all agree. I'm not not necessarily. I think them. we, as an overwhelming majority. Yeah, I think that's what I'm I saying. I think the we. overwhelming majority does it, and the overwhelming majority writes laws and puts in new right, right. So that the problem. See, that's it's just I, a legislation problem at this point. Then that's what I mean. That's what I'm wondering. Like, I'm not racist. People are probably going to exist throughout oh, until yeah. the whole world implodes yeah, on itself. Yeah, there's morons everywhere. But, but if we can mitigate it as much as you can and legislate against it. I don't – and if that's going in a positive direction, I don't know what we're doing by rioting. And dialogue is all we have. So that's it. by and blocking and deleting people that disagree with you, if you're in the middle ground, let's just say the middle ground – like you're in the middle ground and there's – the middle ground is falling. It's just opening up and it's a pit. It's a chasm and everybody in the middle is rushing to whatever edge they're nearest to. That's the problem right now. Yeah, that is the problem. And then you, at the end of that, we have two people standing on the edge of a giant chasm and once – those it's not once the uh, people once their ideas aren't the problem it's, it's the gonna people. be us versus them it's going to be a yeah. fucking civil war dude and that's what I'm t- there's a there's a scene in the Vietnam War documentary which I absolutely loved or it's not a scene it's a it's mm-hmm. a doc it's a interview and the guy's talking about um Americans talking about not helping another America uh, other Americans like these other Americans are pinned down and this group of Americans is supposed to go help them or relieve them or something mm-hmm. and they just said fuck them they ain't us. They ain't us, I, but that stuck with me because like those those are supposed to be that's your team, but if they ain't us, and if everybody takes that thing, like they ain't us. If we split until all the conservatives move to the south end of the states and all the people move to the corn, all the then then there's all you can do is go to war. Horrible. Yeah, that's all you can do. Fuck, man! I've seen some crazy behavior online where people are calling people out for not posting black squares and stuff. And then you can read their comment, and they clearly never liked that organization or person to begin with. I saw one person write about it and then go, they clearly have a lot of rich, famous – it was an acting stu- – it, it was a production studio that didn't hire them, obviously. They're like, they clearly have a lot of rich, rich people on their side that don't give a shit. They want this to happen. They don't need me. They've already rejected me. I'm like, this is about you. It's so crazy. And you're like, condemn these people. They haven't put a black square up. I'm like, have you – they haven't came out – for it, they just didn't put a black square against it, and maybe they're against the fake symbolism of a the doing something of putting a black square, Dude, which does nothing. That exact what you're talking about right now, like a different way to say exactly what you said. Yeah. I think is uh, I see so many people going like a different example, but I'm trying to make the same point. Is I saw uh, some a video of like three white girls cleaning off some graffiti off what looked like a bank. And it said Black Lives Matter and they were cleaning it off. And somebody else had rolled up to them and said, what are you guys doing? They're like, we're cleaning off this graffiti. They're like, so you hate black people? So they, so they just jumped to, because you're cleaning up graffiti, you hate black people. Because they want to I find people that support their, exactly. their ideology of the world, it's, which is awful. It's like, they didn't say that. They didn't say they hate black people. They're just trying to clean up some graffiti, which in fact would probably help the Black Lives Matter movement look better, Right. Do you know what I saw? They could probably they were probably on the same side. I saw this is I saw because there's a bunch of different videos out there. I saw a black woman 
She's in a, a neighborhood that's being trashed. Yeah. Yelling at two white people for spraying Black Lives Matter after they looted a store. And in my mind, I was like, it feels like the 40s and 50s when white people used to break shit and then, and then spray some black person did it. Yeah. And it feels exactly the same. I'm like, you feel, to me, you look like we're back in the 40s more than... You feel like you're helping. I don't understand that. Black Lives Matter. Smash. Well, grab all well, the those, stuff. Those, what the fuck? Those pe- in that specific case, I would say they were trying to sabotage the Black Lives Matter movement. I've seen a bunch of it. Okay, but in that in that case, you can't honestly believe that you're helping. I think they do. I literally think they're taking... I don't think they're that helping. That sounds like cops trying to like make a reason to I like, think the Black people. Lives Matter is the symbol at the moment for their anti-establishmentism. Yeah. Got there? Anti-establishmentarianism. Wow, too was, long for me. It's a word I had to spell. So I think that's that's their symbol at the moment. And I think they're using it to try and take down everything that's bad, which is the government, because the government promotes... They being just pro- protesters in general? Pro- uh, a lot of the violent ones that are smashing the windows, yeah. and Man, the violent ones... See, those people... Those people... You ha- also I- think they're a little bit opportunistic. I know, of course. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about all of it. It's just disheartening. Everyone, do you down. think? Do you know what's fucked up? Yeah. What we you kind we kind of addressed this. Mm-hmm. How how come there's no cops going, like condemning this? Well, there I've, is now. There is Lots now. Of them. Awesome. I've noticed those. There was right off the, the National bat. Guard in Louisville or whatever. Like took off their riot. That's the kind of shit. That, like, makes a difference. There's a bunch of cops that knelt down in front of Spraying peaceful protesters. People in the fra- yeah, that- but here's the thing. To stop violent protests... You have to use you force. You have to use force. I understand that. And people... That's why, how it got so bad. Is because the fucking... What's his name? In, the the mayor of New York City. Uh, Rudy Giuliani? No, I'm thinking of someone. He's not Cuomo. anymore. Sorry, Cuomo. Yeah. Cuomo, is that yeah. who it is? So, he said... He actively broadcasted to let them riot. And as soon as they, everyone heard that they're not going to get in trouble for it, widespread. Yeah, that's not. You a, can't fucking do that. I don't. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know what the right have, answer is. The right answer is to let the peaceful people protest yes. and, and the, stop, the, stop the violent people. Yeah, yeah. That is the right answer. Yeah, that's, and I get that there's going to be overlap because the violent people are going to start during the peaceful protests or ruin them. Yeah. And whether that's. That creates a pl- uh, that creates a situation where the government, like they're being accused of, could put violent saboteurs in there to stop peaceful protesting. Yeah. But I'm sorry, it doesn't matter. You have to stop it anyways. Yeah, I mean, okay. So I don't have an answer. Just look to at this. the snowball effect. I don't have an answer to this. I just am posing the question. Um, I don't. I forget what I was going to say. Something about. I forget what I was going to say. Something about, like, I'll ask you a question then. I think you might have been. <laughs> Yeah. Leading to, which they're talking about right now. Do you think the military should step in and stop this? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's that bad. It depends. Okay, so again, do you think we're the talking cops about should st- step well, in? We're talking. Okay, we'd have to. This is honestly a case by case by case basis because there's there's riots in like seventy five cities yes. and all kinds, of, and each city is different. I was so, thinking about New York, the worst one at the okay, moment. Okay, so I think it's no, the worst still. Well, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. I'm not there. So, I, but I think I think that would be a 
a terrible step. I hate. I agreed. I think that would be a step in I the wrong direction. It's the step in the wrong direction every, of government control. Go- I government, want less government control. The government's been I, escalating this at every step. Like dominate the battle space and fucking get those people yeah. out of here. Like, well, I think I think it's the same thing where there's pockets of that and there's pockets of the opposite, but the media is focusing on pockets of the government doing that at the moment. Oh yeah, because I, I've seen both. I remember I've seen both of those things and. Everyone exaggerates the part where that they already agree with. Yeah. And then they goes look and I'm not saying the bad stuff didn't happen. There is there hey. was cops that shot people in the face with rubber bullets. So I've been I've been and that very shouldn't happen either. I've been <clears throat> very uh I don't know, anxious about this whole scenario. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely on the side of the protesters and I'm a, I'm on the side of there needs to be massive police reform. I believe that. I think that a lot of things need to change. Ideologically, yeah. I'm on their side. Yeah, I am not on their side with the fucking rioting. No, no, me neither. So I'm not on the looting <clears throat> side. So what I was about to ask, though, is after this many years, like we can even go back to Rodney King mm-hmm. or even back to the 60s. Or, sure. So, you know, Colin, the, the memes you see everywhere are we tried kneeling and it didn't work. So now we're breaking stuff. And in 1992, when Rodney King did that, they had been a lot of shit. And then after they rioted for four days and broke shit, laws got passed. So is there credence or... Yes, the answer is yes to rioting. Yes, there is. Rioting can affect change. So so we both... Mass violence affects change. I have just condemned violence, right? I said don't do it. I think it's bad. I think it it besperches your movement and gives them a reason to come down on you harshly. Does it work? Yes. So so what's the... Torture works sometimes. Yeah, but it's not reliable. So what? Neither I, so, is rioting. So ne- neither, I'm it's again, not reliable, but it does affect change so sometimes in the direction you is want. Is there any other way to affect changes? I guess what my long form of the question: Could they get this? Could they get the results anyway? Else, I know that the answer is yes. Because know the answer, but, but it would, seems like they haven't yes. been able to get a lot more things done except when it comes they to is this. like sounds like they're organized ideology exactly. that all has the same opinion exactly. and but they're not yeah it's a snowball effect of of extremist behavior that people are like fuck it i want to most of it is i want to break stuff and pretend i'm doing it for a good reason yeah because it feels good to be on a team i heard someone say this recently that something about like people being in a military or an org that organized chaos mm-hmm was some of the best times in their life, and they have people have a hard time admitting yeah, that's it. That's why when we they, played rugby and hockey. When they come back to war, it's the same thing though. These people never had the rugby, the hockey, the military, yeah. and this is their team, and their goal is to fuck shit up. You see those cops like bouncing around like they're getting ready to play for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they're getting hyped too. up. They're like slapping each other in the face and yeah. shit. They're it's crazy, dude. Some people are some people are going to enjoy it, and they call in they both sides the police both sides. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's obviously the... Ex- just just like not all protesters are rioters yeah. that are doing that stuff, not all police are getting amped up. But there's there's going to be cops I, I can't that, are, believe- that are getting to put on their raid gear, and they're like, it's fucking game day. I haven't hit somebody since high school. Let's do this I, shit. I, I mean, And that's going to be on both sides because it's human behavior. I just The cops, though, have to be, in my opinion, cops have... To, they're the ones... This is... They started this kind of right, so they have well, to. Be... I don't agree with that, but the cops didn't and didn't step in with all the, the rubber bullets. Who's the person that in, put in, the knee on the, the neck of somebody? The cop. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, that's but the what cops I mean. in general, that one dude did, and the three people standing aside letting it happen. But I don't like saying cops in general when there's okay. hundreds of thousands, and that was four people. Of the okay, so I've watched probably. 
four to five to six hours of unedited cell phone riot footage mm-hmm. in the last two days because that's what God I've been doing. Damn. I've just been watching like live streams and I've seen the police initiate violence a hell of a lot more than the protesters. That could be, man. Like in most places. I haven't the, been watching live streams for sure. Uh, live streams and YouTube <laughs> clips. But the live streams. The are, live stream is the most reliable because it's not yes, cherry picked. Yeah. And you yeah. see the cops just come up and just fucking get out of here. There, there's unnamed, unmarked, un like no badge, no insignia cops in down in Washington, D.C. right now. And they say, who do you work for? They say, don't ask me that. So th- that's fucking, you know, Gestapo. That's fucking SS. That's like, yeah. you you have to identify yourself. Like, you have to have a number or a badge or some or sort of- Or CIA or something? I, they're, they're not, they're, they say, Department of Justice, don't ask me that. And they say, why do you want to know? It's, <laughs> the journalist goes, because I have a right to know who the police are. Like, yeah. that's part of, like, being American. See, there's a duality of wanting less government control and wanting the right to stop. Do you think rights burn themselves out? No, I don't. So, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do either. I feel like we got to the bottom of this, though. and We, we didn't we solve anything. We a lot of good solutions. <laughs> yeah. I think that everyone's smarter for listening to us. And, hey, you're welcome. This is more of an event than anything. If uh, <laughs> if Donald Trump's listening, you can take notes, and I'm available to consult. If I was Donald Trump, I would have no fucking idea what to do. Definitely not escalation. More along... Obviously, the goal is de-escalation. Who would, no one would say escalation. Well, his he is saying escalation. Dominate, call in the military. We need tanks. We need to control. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. But do you know that's a classic show off your force so you don't yeah. have to use it move? Maybe it, rolling the tanks, and they haven't—they're not shooting anyone at tanks yet. But they've rolled tanks in over the last couple of days, not last yet. few days. Yeah, but <laughs> eventually it's going to get to the point where we have tanks down there, shoot them, and that's worst case scenario. Yeah, that's why I think I feel like the you government don't ever want a government de-escalate. to shoot your own people. Yes, that's why I feel like it's on the government to de-escalate, not okay, the protesters. Let's say what theoretically, all the cops. Okay, I saw one picture is pretty nice. Yeah, in solidarity. About My favorite word. I'll 50, use it in solidarity with you. Solidarity. About, about 50 police knelt down on one knee in front of the protesters. Did that have a positive effect? Yes. Right? Well, it, well, it was just a picture. I'm assuming it did. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that didn't have a positive effect. But these were peaceful protesters with signs not looting. Yeah. So let's say every cop in every scenario of the looting, the peaceful, everything just kneels down. What do you think happens? Because I'm imagining a bunch of those protesters taking crowbars to those fucking guys' heads. Yeah. And if you think that's not going to happen, you're out of your goddamn mind. Well, they, there's a cop that's been stabbed in New York. There's violence from protesters against police, too. That's that's the, It's gray area. It's all across the country. It's nuance. It's case by case. Here's the thing. Do you think this compares to what's the place in China that China's trying to Hong take? Hong Kong. Over, where they're saying we're not part of China. The Uyghurs. Is that it? The in in like that was those mass Mongolia. Violent, violent wars against the cops. I don't oh, think Hong Kong. I don't think we're at that. But if, I feel like people think we are, and that's how they're escalating it. Yeah. Who, they being the people? The, the protesters. Yeah. The violent ones, at least. Yeah. it's. I mean... Any peaceful if you're protester, a protester, all on board with if that. If you're a protester trying to affect change, know that you cannot affect change if you lose... The only way peaceful process works is you're not convincing the government... By being a peaceful protester, you're convincing the government by the rest of the world going, Watching look how you. many yes. people, look how many people are pissed off at that government. I, and the rest of the world is shamed into pressuring. Like, that's why peaceful protests work. Yes, exactly. If, the, if that, if you're not peaceful and if you're violent, then 
you open the door. What well, also dismisses your movement as a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Right? So if you have video of of a lot of the protesters for the movement, yeah. it discredits if they're breaking into a Louis Vuitton and stealing handbags. Yeah. It you, does. It just completely discredits. Oh, really? I thought this was about police reform. Why are you stealing handbags exactly, then? Exactly. So it's not about that. If you stole a handbag, you don't believe in the movement. I'm saying right now, you don't. Yeah. I've, I'm more for attacking the police station and burning down cop cars and shit. <laughs> I mean, don't do that. I'm not. But that would make a lot more sense towards your movement. Well, you're not. At that point, you're showing direct rage. Yes, that, that, that's, that's point that I rage. would understand. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it But I would either. understand it. But I would understand it that you could believe in that movement and do it. That's full That's full anarchy that you believe in. Yeah. I don't. But I understand that you... Even if you don't believe in anarchy, I'm talking about that. what I was talking about before, that violence. Like yeah. Nothing changes where you have to break something. or That's the only way they're going to listen. Yeah. I really feel like it actually has come to that. And by I feel I'm a Canadian white guy in Kelowna. But from what I'm seeing... You don't have to say your race. I feel like I do. I mean, everybody knows it already. When I say I feel like that's what it's come to, I feel like... I just don't... The identity of always saying when people are saying the race, doesn't it remind you of like totalitarian states where... It does. Hey, Kyle, white guy. Really? Everyone's identifying as their race? Doesn't that sound fucked up to anybody? One step worse. Or not worse, different. Oh, hey, Kyle, white guy, not as bad. Half my friends are native, couple black ones. Are, are you reasoning did, based on the ratio of the notice, colored people in my life? Did you ever notice? Did you ever notice in your life? Three the, Japanese, three I, white. Because I noticed four, this. Four native, you know, it's fucking crazy. Dude, but I noticed this in my life. Um, when people tell a story, if someone did something bad, they include the race of the person. Always, yeah. Yeah, I was driving behind this fucking idiot, fucking Asian guy, blah, blah, blah. Right? Yeah, always. But if I'm driving behind this fucking idiot and... They include it only when it's a negative story. I was behind this blah blah blah, and he stank or whatever. The it's like, but they include. They didn't need to include the race. The people, guy was a bad driver. People only don't include their own race and sex. You can break that down to sex, though. Yeah. If a woman did it, and you're a man, yeah, that's the, true. In the negative story, they do go. I saw this woman crash into the whatever. I remember it. It, it breaks down to. You're describing it as not you because everyone likes to identify everyone else that's exactly like them like they're on the same team somehow like i was talking about this the other day about how really dumb people really dumb people a lot of them oh, i was driving behind this guy's a fucking idiot <laughs> <No>. like me <laughs> yeah but like dumb people they were really against they had there was like a movement of saying like black people were genetically uh less intelligent right for some whatever reason but then they were saying it was like by a ratio of like one percent I'm like that's that's first of all a margin of error. Yeah. Within not a concrete study. Sounds like and, something a dumb person and, would and say. Second of all, it doesn't matter if 49% on an average of 1% you're smarter. You're still in the bottom 5. <laughs> yeah. So you're one per you're now you're 6. Congratulations, you're still a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, I never understood the the white guy Owns owns Microsoft, therefore I'm white. My team's winning. You're still poor. You still rent. He's a billionaire. Nothing happened because other white people have succeeded. I've never understood that. You made a great point, Kyle. But I do get the I do get your thing about describing the person. You only include. I think you only describe it if it's not you. I would. I've only not, I noticed because I noticed the the, the, the yeah. reason I noticed this was because I was listening to Bill Burr's podcast right. forever ago. 
years and years and years ago, and he told a story about this guy that did something. And then I watched the video of the, what he was talking about. It was a black guy, and I, he, I was like, he didn't notice that he was a black guy. And I go, wait a second, he just didn't include the race. And to me. I've thought that he should have included the race. What does that say about me? No, I really had that epiphany then. Like, because he's just a, some fucking guy. To I do just have a counter argument to this, though. What's that? I think in a story, especially if it's negative, it's usually funny, right? Yeah. And to describe a story well is to have all the details. And if you're white and you don't say the race, everyone assumes it's a white person. That's why I mean it's better to not include the race so that we can all get over racism. Yeah, but my point is, in a story, you're trying to get the most details as possible, and I think it's just instinct to include every detail. A little bit, yeah. People usually include the fucking car they were driving, too. I think it's just a factor of- Since then, when I tell a negative story, I try not to include the race. That's fair. But if I tell a story and I don't say it's uh, a female or a different race than me, everyone assumes it's a white dude then. Yeah, I know. Because you're just not- it's just, I think it's a more no, but of a condition of omission yeah, but than it, it is of racism. I don't think we're arguing But here. it could not be. But what I'm saying is, isn't that better? Is Doesn't that... Make the story funnier? No. For all of humanity, if we just... If everybody did that, you wouldn't hear more stories about fucking Asians people cutting off in traffic. You just hear about some guy cutting <laughs> off in traffic. Yeah. And then you would that stereotype wouldn't perpetuate forever. Because sure. that's that's a stereotype, right? So yeah. anytime any Asian does anything fucked up in traffic, they all have to go like, Well, I fucked up the stereotype for another hundred years. <laughs> right? Even though there's plenty of bad drivers of every race well, and gender. It's a factor. I mean, you know how certain things start with one race and they get spilled over to others over time? Like one, like the Pollock thing was big for immigrants in the UK. They're the dumbest white people. But then then it really became Irish people. (laughs) And then whatever. But I think it's a factor of- potato-eating fuckheads. (laughs) Whenever whenever people started talking about other people crashing, I think- Asians were a lot of immig- immigration, oh, of so they were brand new to driving in this country with that's different rules, it. and then that's all it was. I've never even considered I that. I think that's just all it was. Yeah. And then it got perpetuated, because immigrants are going to be worse drivers because they're they, not used to our roads, by definition. driven yeah. before. Exactly. And that's probably what it was. There's an influx. Well, I think we solved it. Um, I think we solved racism. If we turned this podcast off and the riots stopped, we'd know we won. Did we get any emails? We did. I guess we're not in the Bible. Eh? This has gone on for a while. Uh, I, didn't I read the end of that chapter? I'm oh, going to read the last paragraph just because. Because we were on. I turned the page and the chapter ends. So, uh, oh, yeah. Jonathan was a wonderful, more wonderful. Your love was wonderful, more wonderful than the love of women. <laughs> right. That's so. We got hung up on that and then spiraled. David and Jay Boy are gay boys. And th- this is the last verse. Yeah. And it's actually uh, a famous verse. How the mighty have fallen. The weapons of war have perished. And that's the end of. Second Samuel chapter one. We made it. Next week, uh, David gets anointed king, and they go between go to war. David in the house of Saul. David uh, consolidates his reign and kills everyone else alive in the house of Saul. Pretty badass. Oh, really? Did you like today's story? A was, bit? I did actually. That one is great. Falling that could have on... been a movie. I mean, David's life could be a movie. Yeah. Falling on the sword thing and the guy finding the shit and then David killing him was pretty was pretty sweet. David kills the guy that didn't actually <laughs> kill him. Literally, don't shoot the messenger. You know what's okay? Let's except he. I just considered says, this. I yeah. just considered this. How did the story get to David? How did the story get written down? 
that Saul killed himself and the armor bearer killed That's, himself. Oh, I had that thought and forgot to say it. Yeah. It makes no sense. Who the if fuck told guy, the real story? If that guy, I guess that guy. Yeah, yeah, but how would you ever know? No, David said, so David's David like, would have David to goes, oh, you're the guy that killed Saul? Would, kill this motherfucker right now. David has him killed in front of him. Yeah. So David kills. How did the other version get written? I don't know. Where he fell on the sword. That's a very good question we just asked. Huh. Someone had to see it okay. and, and write it down. And, tell, and then tell David and, and also, then not include that guy in the story. Someone that had to see it had to be a Philistine yep. or a Jew that they let live and they were killing all the Jews. <laughs> Seems unlikely. A Philistine was like, yo, David, actually, it wasn't that guy you killed. It was Saul. He fell on his own sword. I got the snap about it before we deleted it. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's dumb. All right. Just like the rest of the Bible. All right, this hey, is... wait till yeah. we get back to fundamentalist Christianity. Hell yeah. What the fuck? Burn it. Yep. Got an email. Got an email from Keith. What's Long up, time dog? listener. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> On God creating evil. To start with... Well, let's just go to Isaiah and just fucking prove him wrong right away here. <laughs> to start with, the episode you mentioned this in was a very good one. Thank you, Keith. Oh, thanks, Keith. I enjoy your observations over the unique sword of Goliath that David took from the temple, then went to hide out among the people of Gath, Goliath's hometown. Not very bright move on his part. <laughs> We're converting Keith slowly. <laughs> I love that this guy's like, the Bible's my favorite book ever. It's flawless. Noted, <laughs> it might have some small mistakes. We're getting there. This guy's like the biggest... Like, you never and, talk to Lord of the Rings people that are like, there's no hole in Lord of the Rings ever. It's like, why didn't the eagles pick up Frodo and just drop the ring in the volcano? Okay, no holes besides that. <laughs> and then you're like, why didn't they? And then they're like, then you just fucking slowly pull apart their whole world. And like, Middle Earth? What are you talking about? They have a sky, you fucking morons. What are we dealing with here? I just realized if nothing, there's no progress that would be made if Keith unfriended us from his podcast listening group, you know? What do you mean no progress? You know how we were talking about how everyone's like unfriended on Facebook. You disagree yes. with me. Yeah. Keith, Keith is doing the exact opposite. You are an exemplary human being. He is. And he's a real hero. We truly trashed him like as hard as we could. Because it was funny how dumb what he That's said That's what was. I mean. It's, and he still didn't block unfriend. <laughs> yeah. You are the epitome of free speech. He is. You got to respect that. Yeah. You really do, especially <laughs> in times like this. But the topic I wanted to comment on details with the idea of God creating evil you cited in Isaiah 45.7. First, Kyle, sometimes you can be more profound than you lead Caleb to believe. No, he can't. No, I can't. He can be more profound than he leads himself to believe, and he might trick you, Keith, because you were homeschooled. <laughs> Your first response is that Caleb wasn't reading the verse right. The word for evil can also be translated okay. as calamity. Here we go. When you take into account the way contrasts are used as in light and dark, it would make more sense to compare peace to calamity than to evil. For reference. That's true. Actually, I concede both points. For reference. And then he does a seven. So I don't know what this means. So is this 45-7? That he's yeah. quoting them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 45-7. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. And in, in actually, so. King it, James Version. I'm, I'm reading the NIV version right here in front of me. No, he's doing them all. He has them all. Oh, okay. So he says the NIV version, 
form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. And then he has the Christian Standard Bible. I form light and create darkness. I make su- success and create disaster. I am the Lord who does all these things. So I guess his point is translations. Yeah, and I, you know what, Keith? Thank you for keeping us honest. I will concede that uh, there's often imperfect translations, and so they use the word that the and disaster or calamity is probably a better word, considering. Now, Keith, just to push back on you a little bit, when God creates calamity or disaster, such as killing all the firstborn sons in Egypt, or such as opening up the ground to swallow Korah and his family, yes. or such as you know bringing. Uh, two female bears to maul 45 children or such as uh, what's the most recent one read about wiping the Amalekites off the face of the earth. Like, is that evil genocide, the women, children and infants? I would consider those evil. Okay. (laughs) Evil acts. You don't. I would. I said, Oh, I thought you said I don't. And I was like, how am I going to argue that? I was going to (laughs) say, fucking, let's have it. I would try to okay. argue that, but I don't think I'd give so it So calamity and dis- – so that's like saying God doesn't create evil. He just creates tornadoes that kill people. Yes. So fair he, enough. Is it natural disaster? He shakes the he – He's shaking the, the baby. He's shaking, he's shaking the baby, dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Worship me, you fucking motherfucker. Dude, here's the thing. Is that evil for God to kill innocent people in the form of a natural disaster? Well, that's that's a whole other question. No, that's the same question. We're talking. So he's saying God's off the hook. He doesn't create evil. He just creates disasters or calamities or the Titanic sinking. Okay. Or yeah. London yes. fires yes. or genetic disease. I think Keith's argument would be like he creates us all the time naturally and just it's like it's like uh, I create it's evil like shooting into a crowd of people with your eyes closed. You're like. That's a it, might, it might hit somebody. You know, that's what God's doing all the time. Throwing a tornado here, Except tidal God, wave there. God's always got his eyes open. He knows everything that's going to happen. That's true, too. So it's targeted. It's like, okay, so that's I create calamity. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, you know, genetic disease, Down syndrome, let's say, a genetic disease. So no one can help. You could get in trouble for saying that now. No one can help getting Down syndrome, all right? that's that's a fu- To me, that's evil. God created a disease that you can't. You can't avoid. There's nothing you can do. You're born with Down syndrome, and then you fucking live a hilarious life, and then you die. <laughs> that is not where I thought that was going. <laughs> is Keith, is that not the same as saying he creates evil, disaster, calamity? It is. It really is. Well, we'll have to see what Keith says about that. Okay, but like... I, I agree with you, but obviously I'm going to... When Mount Vesuvius erupted and all those people were buried in burning ash mm-hmm. and hot gas and they and they all fucking died and people died for years after due to the exposure of all those chemicals and that's just a disaster. It's How just, about, a, just a calamity. But also not only allowing people to murder children... And whatever is just instructing them to do so. Well, the difference. Okay, so I will push back on you on that point. When people do it, when people do it to each other, Christians or people get to say that's human evil. That's human on human evil. God God tells them to do it. So God hates that. Okay, God does tell them to do that. So in that case, I would say that God creates evil. Yeah. Or creates calamity or disaster. Sure. I, dude, I, I actually. You're hung up on the semantics of one word, and so disaster and, not and the cal- actions and calamity and evil, or sorry, calamity and disaster are do, do not equate 
to evil, but in my world, they do. Well, to me, it's the same thing. In, yeah. Yeah. Calamity and, and disaster in the hands of an omnipotent being that controls all of it is evil in my mind. Yeah, I would say so. But said, you're right. You're right, Keith, in the, to point out yeah, that's the different, point. Trans, different translations. Oh, good point. And oftentimes, it's an imperfect word. There's like an sure. only a Hebrew word. And so... And we get hung up on that, but we're only reading one book. Let's get real. It's true. Okay. And then... Every time you get hung up on one verse like this, mm-hmm. remember all the other shit. <laughs> remember all the other shit that God did. And then yeah. so like put all of that on his resume. And so like maybe he doesn't create that one specific that maybe he doesn't create all evil, but there's a good chunk of evil that God's responsible for. God put his name on the bottom of that shit. Yep. But you got to give credit where credit's due, and that was a good point. It was a good point. It says one final matter. And thanks for keeping us honest. One final matter is that this entire chapter is written to Syria, the nation who took God's favorite people, Israel, captive. It's God's warning that revenge is coming. Hang on. It, he's totally right and true. Okay. But let's remember that God's favorite people were taken captive by just anybody. By- God said that they were going to do this. God allowed it to happen. And if is allow- This argument that you get in with Christians all the time mm-hmm. is allowing bad things to happen. It's like letting your kid burn their hand on the stove the same as you burning their hand on the stove. No, it isn't. But if you're going to walk around and say that you're a good parent and you just watch your well, how kid are they gonna learn burn to their hand. Touch my fucking craft dinner. Yeah, if you're going to be a, say you're a good parent and watch the kid burn their hand on the stove every five minutes for their entire life and be like, he's going to learn. I made I gave him pain receptors in his hand and I keep the stove on level nine just so he can yep. burn his hand every time he wants. Now, some people would say that's all on the kid. I would say that parent's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say that at least. Maybe a little bit of a sociopath. Okay, there's a matter that Israel was captured in the first place and God let terrible things happen to them. <laughs> that, okay. So, man, the funny thing about arguing with Keith is, is he's he mo- answers his own point. He's like 80, 80% really rational or 90% even really rational and then mm-hmm. just some just out just outrageous preposterous <laughs> Tony points. All the races came from Ham Cemetery. That was my favorite. God yeah. damn. I'm trying to keep this email short. It deserves a better answer, but if only Caleb's mom was here, she'd probably just say they deserved it. So what is <laughs> what? To, quickly to recap, yeah. what is the underlying? What is the question? We said that God creates evil, and he read three different versions of it. Your first response is that Caleb wasn't reading the verse right. The word for evil can be translated. Okay, to so we so we read it wrong, and I feel like I've addressed that. Yeah, we did. That was a funny last line, though. But if only Campbell's mom was here, she'd probably just say they deserved it. <laughs> Which is, that's all you can say. <gasps> Literally, that's all you can say is they deserved it. Keep on being unexpectedly profound, Kyle. I love it. Kyle. You rule, Keith. <laughs> Kyle, drop some more acid. And d- <laughs> call Keith. <laughs> Hell no. Keith, you're the only one that can keep me grounded. <laughs> How many races will I be if I turn gay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What happens if that happens? <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Oh, oh Lord! <laughs> All right, I, I th- play the song Young T. I think that's yeah. the podcast this week. Uh, thanks for e- e- if you want to send your emails, you got a good one like Keith. BibleBeatersAcanadaComedy.ca. Be nice to each other. We have Instagram. Some people still look at the Facebook. I don't know why. Be excellent to each other. Yeah, be good. Savior in the streets. 
Break under the sheets, kneel down and witness this immaculate erection, baby.